Mogul Motivation, educating and empowering entrepreneurs one week at a time. Presented by True Stories Media. And I am your host, Antoine Twiz Taylor. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Mogul Motivation. I am happy that you're back again. This podcast is for the aspiring entrepreneur looking to get over that hump and make it happen. This podcast is for anybody who has a dream and wants to accomplish that dream. This week for our Monday conversation, I'm happy to have Mrs. Caprice O'Brien Gutierrez with me. She is the owner of Excuse Free Fitness Gym. She's a personal trainer. She's an awesome person, and she has an amazing story. Caprice, thank you for joining us today. Thank you for having me. I'm excited. So, Caprice, you have done a lot lately. You've been a very busy, a very productive woman lately. Um, I want to know, how did we get to this point of excuse-free fitness? Because you're 24 years old, correct? Correct. Correct. How did we get here? Like, Tell us about your journey. How did you get introduced to entrepreneurship? Absolutely. So my journey to becoming a business owner, to becoming an entrepreneur was um, different. It, it was birthed out of my overcoming a lot of obstacles and I got tired of hearing no and I wanted to have a yes and in order for me to have a yes I had to create it myself um you know I got told no you can't drive no you can't go to school no you can't be a home by yourself no you can't do this no you can't do that and it was it was depressing it was frustrating and I didn't want that to be my life anymore so I had to create a new normal and I had to create my own yes okay and your yes was basically uh fitness like what what drew you to fitness as opposed to anything else because you could have been a baker you could have you know you know what i'm saying you could have did anything what made you so passionate about fitness and getting people healthy this is true um i could have been anything else but uh fitness changed my life and it saved my life so my my why is it comes from the no so like when i was 14 i was in a major car accident i had to relearn to walk i was diagnosed with traumatic brain injury and I did speech therapy, occupational therapy, and physical therapy. And it took me a miraculous six months to learn how to walk. Um, but it was still during that time of like physical therapy, like I wanted to run. And they're like, mm, you can't run. You should probably learn how to walk first. And I was like, no, actually, I can do this. And it got frustrating um, for me to constantly, constantly be, be told no, that I just kept going anyway. And, you know, after six months of learning, relearning how to walk, and then I was conference champion all of my events, you know, and, and it was it was incredible. And I was like, wow, I can really do this. And then tragedy struck again. At 17, I was in another car accident. We hit one car. We, we spun out with head on to a pickup truck. And I started having seizures. I was later diagnosed with epilepsy. So everyone is born with a seizure threshold in their brain. But because of the trauma caused by the accident, the impact, it caused my seizure threshold to explode. So I was having seizures every day. Grandma seizures, three to four times a day. So it was intense. And it was like, wow, you know, things are kind of getting better in other words. And then... Went away to school and I was having seizures on campus and they sent me on academic medical leave. So they basically were like, you're scaring everybody. We call an ambulance every time you come to campus. We can't have this. We're going to send you home. So they did that. And then I'm like, okay, maybe the stress of a big university is too stressful for me. It's too much. I got to go to a small school. So I went to a community college and it wasn't that much better. I had a seizure in class and I woke up in the hospital. I didn't know my name. So it was like all the doctors, their answers were okay, let's try yoga to calm your seizures down. It should, this should help. Let's try this, try this, try that. And it was just like, amnesia was the scariest thing I've ever been through because you don't know who you are. You don't know who your parents are, your, your siblings or nothing. So nothing makes sense. So you just want to try something. And in my mind, I was like, okay, if I don't know what to do, I should just do something. So my dad took me to the gym and 
He's like, yeah, you were, you ran track before you lost your memory. Like, this is what you, this is what you were interested in. Like, let's just give it a shot. You know, like you never know what's gonna happen when you know once you're releasing some endorphins and stuff. He had me doing treadmill sprints the first day, so it was intense, and I was wow. like, I don't know if I could do this. But then I fell in love with it, and like people were coming up to me, like, can you train me? And like, can you help me? I was like, I don't know about that. But and I ignored it for so long, and it was like this is it was a call on my life and I was just like I don't know about that so they a trainer actually came up to me and he handed me this the book National Academy of Sports Medicine personal trainer I was like the back of your shirt says trainer not mine like, I'm, <laughs> just, I'm just trying to go on these leg extensions but yeah didn't want me to be great um so I, I finally picked up the book and it was fascinating it was the most amazing thing that I've ever read because it was like wow I finally have a yes like no you can't do this no this no 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 but I can work out but I can run now, you know, like I can do this, I can do that. And even though I was still having seizures at the time, it's because my the nutrition wasn't there yet. So I bought a book, it's called Treating Epilepsy Naturally, and it changed game. Like it was so interesting the way that um, the culture that we live in is causing these diseases with inflammation and mucus and all these things are not, uh -huh. they, they don't have to be so. Like this does not have to be your life. It does not have to be the sentence that you live. And now I'm two and a half years seizure free. Uh -huh. But at that time I was maybe three months seizure free. And it was like, wow, this is groundbreaking. I can't keep this to myself. I got certified and I knew as soon as I got certified that I wanted to call the shots. I wanted to be the boss. I wanted to sign outside to say excuse free fitness. And yeah. I wasn't satisfied until that happened. You know, I worked at a couple of, I worked at two facilities before I was able to save enough money, but it was just like, I knew that I needed to be a trainer once I saved myself. And it was like, you're really selfish if you don't tell other people and allow them to overcome what you have overcome. So it's like, looking back, I'm like, man, what else would I be doing? Mm -hmm. Wow. So, so let's back up. So you've had three car accidents. Two. Two car accidents, and then you started having the seizures after the, second after, after the second accident. That's powerful because you would think after just one accident, people would be scarred for life. And when I say scarred for life, I mean they would like basically mentally block themselves from going forward to try to aspire higher. But you didn't do that. You kept pushing. You kept figuring out ways how you could get back to not only how you were before, but how you could become better. Like, do you believe that it was always fate for you to do this? I do, I do. I just think that everything happens for a reason and it was so divine, you know, like I can't, I can't speak on, you know, my, where I was mentally before amnesia because obviously I don't remember, but it was like, like waking up in a hospital and just like so many people like, do you remember me? Do you remember me? I'm like, no, <laughs> you asked me five minutes ago. But it's just like, it was so traumatizing. It was like, wait a second. Okay, you're telling me, like they, they had to tell me who I was, tell me what I've been through. Like, okay, you were in this car accident you survived. You had to relearn how to walk. And it was like, hey, you in another car accident. You survived. You did this. And it was like, hold on. I'm meant for, I'm, I'm here for something. I'm here for, why? Why would you keep saving me? It makes no sense. Like, it, it makes no sense for me to be given these, these second chances, like, yeah. and to not use it. Yeah. Like, why, why would I just waste my life when I have 19 years of blank space? Why would I just coast through life? And not do everything that I'm supposed to do. And not help as many people as I can. It doesn't make sense. So after you became your personal trainer, became certified, what steps did you start taking to basically create your own gym? Where did the name Excuse Free come from? I think I have an idea, but tell us, what, where did that name come from first? You know, it's such, an, it's such a funny story. And I can go back and I'm, I'm just sitting in that. So 
um, sitting in that room and I just, I still feel the same way. So my, my now husband, we were sitting in our one bedroom apartment in Steger and it was like, okay, I want to do this. And he was like, you can. And I was like, no, I want to really do that. Like, I want to be a household name. Like I want to change the world. And I was just so determined. And it was just like, wait a second, but if I can do this, like I was doing handstands, uh, like Six months after I lost my memory, like being in the hospital, like and having all these challenges, I still and it was can't like, do it. <laughs> and it was like, if I can do this, you can do this. If I can overcome all of these things and not have any excuses and still get up out of bed and still fight through this, push through this depression and this and this anxiety to be to be alone and walk on pins and needles because you don't know when you're going to have a seizure. If I can do this, people can do this. Like, and. I know they can because I, I've been through it and I've overcome it and I've, and I've seen and I've walked, I've been through the trenches and I've seen how uh, difficult these things can be. So I just knew, I knew that, I knew that it was possible. I knew it's like, and I knew the only way to really reach your goals and to get what you, where you want to be is to be excuse free. So with, with your excuse free mentality, you decided to open up your own gym. What steps did you start taking to make that a reality? Of course. So the day after I got certified, I, um, I got a job at Export Fitness, and okay. I, I trained there for 10 months, um, and it was incredible. I learned so much, um, and then I went to a smaller facility, and I was an independent contractor, so I basically rented their space out, and I got I incorporated excuse-free fitness, so I, there was a lawyer in the family, and I was like, hey, I need some help, yeah. and he sat me down and went through everything. Actually, a turn is fitness, so he's amazing, and he sat me down through everything, and he, he incorporated excuse free fitness and taught me the difference between an S Corp and LLC and uh-huh. all these other things. And it was so like, wow, <laughs> okay, this is a lot to learn. Like, I don't know what I'm doing. Um, and I worked at Steak and Shake and Chipotle to be able to afford it. So while, once I got certified, I was working at Steak and Shake and Chipotle. And then I worked at Export. And then I saved all that money and I like started buying equipment and I was like training, you know, like out of the house after I left Export. And then it was like, okay, I'm going to start building these things up because even though I work here, I want to sign outside to say excuse-free fitness. I'm not going to stop until it does. Yes. So I, I saved. It was challenging because, you know, it's smelling like fries and guacamole and <laughs> all day, but uh, it was worth it. And it taught me discipline and uh, to be resilient because that's challenging when you don't, it's like, okay, there's a means to an end, you know, like mm-hmm. you just keep going, you keep fighting, but I saved um a whole lot and then I worked there and then I was independent contractor. So once I was independent contractor, I was excuse free fitness. So I ran my business out of another business and it taught me how to do things. So I learned things from the other facility, like the big box gym, but then it was like, mm, I don't want to do that or I want to do it this way or I'm going to do it the excuse free way. And um, it, it taught me a whole lot. But the only thing that taught me the most was actually getting out and doing it, like jumping and falling on my face and then getting up and then falling on my forehead again and then getting up. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, I worked at two fitness centers before I opened. You was working at Steak and Shake and Chipotle as well as being an independent contractor and working at Export and all these other places. You was working a day job, a nine-to-five, which is what a lot of people, you know, a lot of people hate their day jobs and a lot of people have dreams. A lot of people want to be the boss. They want their brand outside of the building. Just as you want it. What do you say? What do you say to somebody when they're doing that, and they're not seeing any results? So they're trying to save up money to open up their own business, whatever it is, but they just don't see the results. They get it burned out. They get it dejected. I'm sure you've had moments like that. 
how did you get through all that? So we're not even talking about the accidents anymore. We're just talking about the fact that you're working a job that you really don't like to achieve your ultimate goal. How did you get through those moments where you was like, you know what, I'm sick of this. I'm sick of smelling like fries. <laughs> I'm sick of smelling like onions. How did you get through that? And then what would you say to somebody that's in your age group or even anybody, period, who's going through that right now? Wow. Um, I just, you know what? It's actually Jay-Z, and he said the genius thing that we did was never give, give up. up yeah. And it's like, that's literally all you have to do. That's literally all you have to do is one day at a time. Because if you focus on next year and what, what's going to happen in six months or how that bill is going to get paid, you miss today. You miss all the lessons of today. Like, I learned so much patience by, hey, you got 24 hours. Why you worry about tomorrow? Tomorrow has its own troubles. So if you just focus on one day at a time and what you can do today. And the other, the other big thing was I was, I used to worry about things I can't control. I'm still working on that. But I used to worry about things mm -hmm. I couldn't control. Yeah. And I was like, what you going to do? Nothing you, nothing you can <laughs> there, do. If there's nothing you can do, let it go. Because it's taking up too much space in your brain and then, it decreases your capacity to be creative, to be able to push you towards where you're supposed to be. So it's just like, it's really, it's really, really, really important to only focus on things that are gonna, are gonna propel you to your purpose. Otherwise, it's just dead space in your brain, and then you get overwhelmed. And once you get overwhelmed, you don't do anything. It's very important to win today, as you yeah. said. You have to win the day. We have to just focus on the task at hand. Um, one thing that I've learned that benefited me is I write down a task that I have to accomplish every single day. Um, whether it's 20 tasks, 10 tasks, it doesn't matter. And I try to tackle those tasks for that specific day. If I don't finish them, I roll them over to the next day. But I used to get, I used to fall into that trap of, you know, worrying about six months ahead, a year ahead. I still do, actually, from time to time. But what you said, I believe, is very, very powerful because you got to, you got to, Make yourself insane if yeah. you do that. You know, you just have to focus on what you got to do. So if you got to flip these burgers for Tuesday and then you got to do it Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, just so next year you can have your own business, just so be it. You know, um, I think a lot of people are so afraid to take that leap. So when did you get to the point where you knew it was time to take that leap? When I left Export. When you left Export. Um, because it was like, okay, I'm leaving here. I can't afford my own facility right now because, mm -hmm. one, I'm a personal trainer, not a businesswoman. Mm -hmm. So I had to learn how to be a businesswoman first. So it's just so many levels, and it's just like, it was like, okay, there's levels to this. You can't skip a step. You, like, I gotta, had to remind myself that, okay, I want, I want excuse-free fitness to be, um, it's, it's not about me, right? And I had to remind myself that it wasn't about me, so then I had to um, take a step back and say, okay, if you skip a step, then you're just going for that microwave blessing instead of the crock pot. Mm. So it yeah, was, that crock pot got to sit. It has to sit. It has to like it takes hours. It takes yeah. time. Um, and and I had to I had to realize that it's just it's a marathon, and anything anything worth having is not gonna be easy. You know, and it's like if it's easy, do you really want it? Like because the the quick schemes they don't last. It's temporary. I want longevity. I want to look back in 20 years and be like, wow, I got up at 4 o'clock in the morning every day to, to build this, yeah. for this to manifest, yeah. you know? And, and, it's, and it's very important to understand the season that you're in because the ebbs and flows, the highs and lows of your business is very important for you to understand. Like, so you get the, your industry. You, know, you need to know your industry better than anybody. Yeah. So it's like you get that and then there's levels to this. Like you don't 
skip one and go to twelve. Yeah, yeah, that's 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 some that's that's real deep. So okay, so now you got ex- excuse free fitness. What do you guys do? So obviously fitness, you do fitness, but tell us about some services and things that your business has done because it's grown big time since you started. You know, you have your own gym. You know, how big is this gym that we're sitting there? Um, Fifty five hundred square feet. Fifty five hundred square feet. What all do you guys do here? What are some services that you do here? Break it down for us. Absolutely. So, Excuse Free Fitness is a private facility um, for people that are super dedicated. So, we do personal one-on-one personal training, small group training, large group classes, um, nutrition plans, meal prepping, um, and then we do private private fitness parties and events. Okay. So, the biggest thing would be the nutrition because we have to teach you. Like, we do we do challenges as well, but we have to teach you how to eat. So, mm-hmm. then, the, the and once you know how to eat, then you can eat the right way to do the workout, and that's where you get you reach your goal. Do you believe health is wealth? Absolutely. Oh my goodness. Tell Absolutely. us why. I believe health is wealth because it's like you can have all this money. You can die at 52 because you had a massive heart attack. You can be a billionaire and look and well, what am I? I can't even walk down the stairs. I can't even go for a run. Uh-huh. I can't even walk on the beach and enjoy myself because I have high cholesterol or, you know, I have diabetes and it took my foot. You know, so it's just like Taking care of your body is so much more valuable than any dollar amount that you can ever name. I'm trying to get, I'm really trying to eat better. I'm really trying to, you know, cut back on the fast food and all these things. When you have people who come here every day, what do you think is the biggest challenge as far as for some of your, to to get some of your clients on the right track when it comes to, you know, diets, meal prepping and all that? What is the biggest challenge or the biggest excuse? That you hear. Well, the biggest excuse is I don't have time. I don't have time. That's one of my excuses. Number one excuse. And it's just like, no, Mm -hmm. you need to make time. Mm -hmm. Every single person on the planet gets 24 hours in a day. That's it. You don't, you don't, you don't get to pray and ask for 26 because Mm -hmm. you need more time to work out. It doesn't work like that. Um, But the biggest, the biggest challenge is your mind. Because we grew up addicted to the taste, the taste of salt, the taste of sugar, you know. And, you know, our, our ancestors, if you will, they weren't taught about zucchini and Brussels sprouts. They're like, you're going to eat those potatoes. You're going to eat, like, half a serving of vegetables mm-hmm. and an, an entirely too much protein. Yeah. So it's just like once you change your mind, you can really change your body. Like, period. That's it. But you have to be, you have to be ready. You can't just call me and say, hey. I'm going to Punta Cana in three months. I need to lose 50 pounds. I ain't your drink. <laughs> and if you're you just know. trying to get in shape for Punta Cana, you're really not trying to get in shape. Because you're just trying exactly. to go for on you vacation. You just want to look good on yeah. the beach. But yeah. what happens when you come back and you, there's no longevity in that? Like there's no, like there's no lifestyle change. This isn't just a fad. It's not just cute. It's not just on Instagram. Like who cares about your workout? Just do it. Like this is important. Guns is not the only thing killing us. This food isn't real. It's not real. Like, you need to make your own food. You need to stay away from the center aisles in the grocery store. Like, you need to care about your body. And stop acting like you live twice and you just get to shed some layers once you're 50 and get a new body. You don't get a new body. It's the only place you get to live your entire life. And if you don't take care of it, then you're not being kind to yourself. So what is the first step somebody needs to take to really start taking better care of their body? Because first, let me ask you this. Is it ever too late to start taking care of your body? Absolutely Okay. Not. Okay, so with that being said, what is the first step someone needs to take? If they're listening right now, what is the first step they need to take today to start taking care of their body? Be honest with yourself. 
Because people will, they like, oh, I eat pretty healthy. No. <laughs> you just think you do, you uh-huh. know? So it's just like lean cuisine isn't healthy. It has like 700 milligrams of sodium. You only need 1,200 per day. Like, let's break this down. Like, be honest with yourself. Take out a piece of paper, right? It's Friday. Take out a piece of paper and write down everything you ate this week. Everything. I'm talking about that Twix. You like everything. The popcorn when it was like 1 a.m., you know, that the three cups of orange juice or that, that coffee with the extra cream and extra sugar on your way to work because you were running late. Like, you need to write everything down and look at it and be like, wow, that's why I gained 10 pounds. Oh, wow, that's why I can't fit those jeans. And oh, wow, that's why I'm tired every time I try to chase after my son. Like, be honest with yourself. And then you can see, like, whoa, okay, I've eaten fast. Like, because a lot of the thing is, oh, eating healthy is too expensive. It's not. You need to make the proper choices because you can go to Portillo's and spend $12 four days a week. And you could have bought some groceries for however much that was and prepped your meals, prepped eight meals. It's really up to you. It's up to you. But being honest with yourself is the first step because once you see what you've written down and how act how active you were not, <laughs> you'll see why you aren't where you want to be. What would you say is the biggest challenge you face as a young black woman entrepreneur in 2017 people don't take some some people don't take me seriously because well one i'm 24 and i look 12 i look like a kid and like they'll come into the gym and ask for the owner i'm like hey how you doing it's me (laughs) you Uh, know and they're just like flabbergasted that i'm doing i'm doing what i'm doing because they're like when i was 24 i don't I, i no i wouldn't doing nothing like this so it's just like i think that more so well, like less of, you know, like the woman being a black woman, but more because the black on black woman entrepreneurs on the rise, like it's popping. Like it's amazing how many black women are following their dreams and are taking that step. Like, no, I don't want to work for anybody. I want to work for myself. I want to I want to create the life that I want to live. There's so many amazing black women that are that are doing that. And I'm just it's just amazing how what's going on. But it's like for me, it's because of my age. And it's just like, I am the youngest person everywhere I go. No matter what panel I speak on, no matter what stage I'm on, like, no matter where you go, like, I go, like, I'm the youngest person. And and it's just because I started young. Like, I lost my rent when I was 19, and I got certified when I was 21. And I started, I opened my own fitness, no, 20. And I opened my own fitness center when I was 22. So and now you're 24. Now I'm 24, and it's like, who gonna stop me? <laughs> nope, no one can stop me. I mean, you, you're on the fast track, you know. Uh, you know, when I was 24, I was an entrepreneur as well, but my mindset wasn't where it is now, you know. And I think you're an outlier in a sense that you're ahead of the game when it comes to a lot of people, not only just in your generation, but entrepreneurs. Period. You know, a lot of entrepreneurs would have gave up. It's very hard. You know, a lot of businesses fail in the first three years. You've passed that. You know, and a lot of entrepreneurs, regardless of age, they, they give up. You know, that's why I asked you, what would you say to somebody who's going through their day job and all that? Because mentally, you get burned out, man. It's a lot. You know, you get burned out. It's it's so easy to call yourself an entrepreneur these days, you know, because the barriers to entry is so low. You know, everybody wants to do it, but they don't really understand the, the investment you have to put in. The emotional investment, the mental investment. They don't understand it. I mean, I'm sure you see it all the time on Instagram. You see all these personal trainers popping up for about three three weeks and then they disappear after that you know so you're in an industry that's basically heavily oversaturated because i can just go outside right now hey come to twizz's boot camp and you know start telling people to do push-ups right you know so how did you compete with those people like how do you set yourself apart from these 
entrepreneurs, these not real fitness people who are not certified, how do you set yourself apart from them and constantly remind the world that I am the real deal, I am Caprice, I am 24, I'm here, no one's going to stop me. How do you continue to do that? Um, I think the biggest thing is that I don't compete. Mm -hmm. You know, I just feel like, I don't remember who said it, but collaboration is a new black, right? And it's just like, there's so many people that need my service. Like, there's so many, like, there is healing in what I have to say. There is just so, there, there, my gift is important to the world, right? And I remember that, first of all, I am on Dixie Highway. There is six, not four, not five, six fitness centers on Dixie Highway alone in Homewood and I'm just like wow this is this is challenging what am I going to do but Speedway is not worried about BP they're not they're not checking for them because they look at what they have to do and they're just like I'm Speedway but they're like well I'm BP so for me I don't compete with anyone I want to collaborate with, with these people because it's like my mission is to change the world like I want to make I want to get people healthy I want them, them to live long lives like I don't want to just trump all, I don't want to like trump all these other gyms and like put people out of business, I want to say, hey, you might have, you might know something I don't know. Let's come together. How can we help people? Right? Because, like, there's a lot of gyms, but there is only one Caprice. So there's what? so many fitness centers. There's over, like, 200,000 personal trainers in the United States, but there is one Caprice. And I own that. And, and I just work with that. And I just build that confidence every single day because it does get hard. It, it gets, like, wow, um, how am I going to matter? <laughs> You know, like how in this big old world, like how is Caprice going to make a difference? But it's just like you start with your world and my world is excuse free fitness. And until I open up lo other locations, um, this is my world and this is what I need to change. But I think I just think it's very important for people to get the competition out of their mindset because you don't need to compete with these people. There is so much room. There's so many opportunities for people to win. Like, there's so many, I mean, there's, there's so much money in this world. Like, there's, like, people will pay for what they want. Yeah. So if you are providing a service and you are being your authentic self, and I'm always my authentic self, I share with my experiences what I've been through and how challenging it, it is. I don't, like, entrepreneurship is not sunshine and roses. It is, it is never that, actually. Um, and, and I share and I, I just be, I'm honest with myself, whether it is honest with my audience, whether it's social media or interviews or whatever the case may be, whatever I'm doing, however I'm using my voice, you just have to be authentic and be yourself and own and own that. Like you are here for a purpose. Like you have, you have a place in the world and you belong where you are. And as long as you know, like every day, as long as you know, like this is exactly where I'm supposed to be. This is exactly where I'm supposed to be. It, it works and then you just keep going in the face of adversity like you get dirty and you get sad and you get happy and you get excited and you get dirty again and you just keep going like, no matter what it's like marriage you just don't give up don't quit why would you quit why would you say I do and then like deuces you know like why would you start the business and they'd be like hmm this was too hard yeah. transparency is key I believe and you know you are your competitive advantage. I definitely agree with you 100%. Nobody can do it the way you can do it. Mm -hmm. That's what I believe. That's what I tell people all the time. So what's your five-year plan? What do you see yourself at Excuse Free Fitness in five years and ten years from now? Hmm. Well, five years, I would like to have a location in downtown Chicago. Uh, and, a, and Well, two. So I, I, in five years, I would like to have 
two more locations in 10 years I want who knows <laughs> who knows um but uh, I I definitely want to um it's not just a mantra I guess you speak fitness isn't just something you say or you put on a sticky note like this is what I live and I want to teach other people that this is what you live like this is how you live and this is how you should live because excuses don't get you anywhere. They don't burn calories. They don't put money in your account. Like they don't, it doesn't do anything. So if I can get more people to understand the excuse-free life, then it'll spread like wildfire. And it'll be important because it'll be something that's necessary. And it is something that can't die. It's something that can grow and be worldwide. Not just United States, like worldwide. And it will be people waking up and knowing what excuse-free fitness is. So with all that being said, how do we get in contact with Excuse Free Fitness? How do we get in contact with Caprice O'Brien Gutierrez? How can we get here? How can we follow all of you on social media? Tell us about your contact information. Absolutely. So the website is excusefreefitness.com, and then you can follow us on social media at Excuse Free Fitness. Okay. And is there anything else you would like to add or say to all the listeners out there, all the aspiring entrepreneurs who just need to get over that hump? What's the last thing you want to say to them? Don't forget your why. You can't forget your why. So whenever you get in a bind or you get frustrated or, you know, there's challenges in front of you and you feel like when it's raining, it's pouring, and you feel like you're never going to get a break, what's your why? Why did you start this in the first place? Like, what was your vision? What did you want? Why? It has to, like, your why is going to drive you because if once you start, I promised myself a long time ago, once I start doing it for the money, I need to stop. It's not about the money. It's not about me either. It's about helping people and giving people a new life and a new way to live, and that's excuse-free. So it's just like, if you remember your why, put it on everything, like the mirror in your bathroom, your refrigerator, in your car. As long as you know your why and stick to your why, you will be successful, and you will create your own land of success, and nothing that anyone can say or do is going to stop you. And there it is, ladies and gentlemen. Remember your why from Mrs. Caprice O'Brien Gutierrez. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you so much. So that wraps up our Monday conversation. Don't forget to visit www.bogomotivation.com for free and practical blog posts to start your business efficiently and the right way. So until next week, ladies and gentlemen, let's continue to work, let's imagine reality, and let's not quit. Have a great day.